Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan of the Flames football podcast. I'm your host, Ben, joined by James and Jeremiah. And we also have a Toledo representative on this episode as Liberty prepares to play the Toledo Rockets next Tuesday, December 20th on ESPN. Um, Super excited to have you here, Alex. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about what's uh, going on in your world and uh what what uh where where we can find you yeah for sure no uh first off thank you guys so much for having me i really appreciate the opportunity to come on talk talk about my my team my school my rockets as uh fresh off a mac championship over uh ohio bobcats you can find me over on twitter at ssn underscore toledo um where i tweet all things toledo athletics what you know whatever just promoting the school you can also find me i run a mac sports podcast over at uh the college sports connection podcast all mac action all the time that's what we do that's that's who we are and uh we were just actually at the mac championship this year great environment almost uh 16,000 people were there at ford field in detroit um toledo obviously won that game 17-7 over in the fans' eyes, anyway, a heavy favorite, Ohio Bobcat, and we can Ohio Bobcat squad, and we can kind of get into that a little bit. But no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much for taking your time this week to to bring me on, so we can talk this uh, Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, you know, the way that our season ended, we had actually a little bit to fill you in. We had high expectations after we had beat Arkansas. We yeah. thought. We started seeing bowls pop up at, with games against like Notre Dame, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" Oh, and then we had the three game skip, and then we're like, "We're like, oh geez, we're not gonna." Have, and then we still end up with an amazing opponent. I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll take it." Um, yeah, really. Getting a MAC champion is uh, no slouch, especially with the team that they <laughs> just beat in the Ohio Bobcats. Tell us a little bit more about that, and uh, you know, I, I we didn't. Well, at least at the Liberty fan base, we were all watching the Sunbelt Championship because there were some certain rumors going on (laughs) about a coach that was participating in that game. So we were all watching that game. Um, But normally I do like to watch the MAC Championship. Growing up near University at Buffalo, I'm very familiar with a lot of MAC teams and growing up watching that team. Um, they were always kind of like another team that I always kind of just had to cheer for because they're local. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just say college football isn't the uh, highest rated sport in Western New York. We care about our Bills and uh, Syracuse basketball, not really Syracuse football and U- University at Buffalo sure. <laughs> football. So, but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the Maction game. Yeah, so that that Mac championship game, um, Toledo actually entered that game. On a two-game losing streak, uh, back-to-back losses to Bowling Green at home, and then a really ugly, ugly road loss to Western Michigan at Western Michigan, twenty to fourteen, the day after Thanksgiving. And I think at that point, a lot of Toledo fans had kind of just written off the MAC championship. They're like, "We backed into this thing three weeks ago with the win over Ball State." We're seven and five. That looks terrible. Our expectations, obviously, are always to compete for a MAC championship. This is our first championship appearance since 2017 when we beat Akron in the championship. And so, just the expectations at the beginning of the season were really, really high. A two game losing streak going into the championship, that's never what you want. 
Um, but Ohio, you know, Curtis Rourke, their star quarterback, got hurt. Um, two weeks left to go in the regular season against Ball State. Um, and C.J. Uh, Harris steps in, fills in exceptionally well in their blowout victory in the final week against Bowling Green. And I think that's really when a lot of Toledo fans were like, no, we're not we're not we're not going to win this thing. Um, Toledo came out and I think finally played for the first time all year a complete game. And and I'll kind of touch on that a little bit as, as we kind of talk the bowl game and whatnot. But Toledo had all year long been been playing these games where it was offense is all there, but then the defense leaks in the fourth quarter. Defense is there, but the offense can't do anything. And I and I feel like in this game we went against a really good Ohio defense and we just couldn't we couldn't get a lot of scoring going but our defense was holding out making big stops had a critical interception to end the first half and then all of a sudden we find ourselves up 10 in the fourth quarter to close this thing out 17 to 7 and i think that was that was a testament to what coach Jason Candle has done um, offensively to kind of put guys into the right position to make the key plays that they needed to. Uh, Jawan Newton, our kind of our star receiver, had a great day. He had 77 receiving yards. Uh, Demir Blankemsee, one of our one of our one of our other studs, really. He had one of our two touchdowns. Uh, Jaquez Stewart had another one of our touchdowns, and then DeQuan Finn finally looked like himself after battling with injuries really since late October against Buffalo. Uh, he was out against Eastern Michigan, came back for Ball State, was out against Bowling Green, uh, was kind of in for Western Michigan. Um, and so he finally played a, a full game as well. So it was just nice to see the offensive line step up, protect the quarterback, the defense play a complete four-quarter game and get a win against a really great opponent. Yeah, um, I, I know this. um when I watched that uh, Ohio versus Toledo game back, Finn really st- stood out to me. Um, I was like, oh, boy, this guy's a playmaker. Um, he's got a really good arm. Um, he wears a certain number akin to someone we're very familiar with, Malik Willis. Um, I, w- I don't think he has uh, quite the speed or the arm of Malik, but uh, he definitely has – the talent to get to the point where, you know, you might see him playing Sunday one of these days, you know, Um, if he can stay healthy, as you said, I didn't realize that he had so many injury problems. Um, Cause I see that uh, another quarterback is uh, Gleason. What's what's the story on uh, Finn and Gleason? How's that? What has been kind of the dynamic with that? Because we are another team that has struggled with quarterback uh, injuries. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. No, for yeah. sure, for sure. So Tucker Gleason, uh, so Daquan Finn got hurt on the very last play of the Buffalo game. Toledo was actually driving and about 26 yards away from the end zone. Um, kind of chucks it up, last second Hail Mary kind of thing. Uh, we end up losing the game and Daquan Finn gets taken out. Uh, we thought initially a concussion. Um, it actually ended up being some sort of a shoulder injury. He takes the following week off. Tucker Gleason comes in and just darts the ball all over the Eastern Michigan defense up in Ypsilanti. Um, has a great game. We see Daquan Finn come back. In Has 300 and 
you know, 300 plus passing yards against Ball State, gets hurt against Ball State with an ankle injury. Tucker Gleason comes in and against Bowling Green, breaks his hand in the first half and still chucks it up for 329 yards, still has 106 rushing yards. I think he had, he accounted for five touchdowns wow. himself, um, and Toledo ended up losing that game, of course. And then Western Michigan, they actually put Daquan Finn in to try to get him to get a couple drives in just to, hey, let's let's get you back into gameplay. Throws a pick six, and that's actually what cost us the game. Um, so again, you know, the, the dynamic between the two of them has been great. It's been a lot of next man up mentality. Um, there was concern that if Finn wasn't ready to go for the Mac championship, that Gleason wasn't going to be ready to go. Um, and we are going to be turning to our third string quarterbacks. And, and I don't even really know who they are because we've got a couple options that we, we've just not seen anything from. So, we, you know, we as fans obviously are very glad to see Finn was back to doing Daquan Finn things. But, I mean, the dynamic between the two of them has been great. Daquan Finn is the clear starter. But it's nice when we got Tucker Gleason, the Georgia Tech transfer, who can come in and he can make a few things happen. That's yeah, I was awesome. about to say, I, I thought I recognized Gleason's name because um, I – I grew up a Virginia Tech fan, and I'm a huge ACC sure. fan, and I remember seeing that name at Georgia Tech. But, so, but now cool. you hate Virginia Tech, right, James? No, I don't hate them, but they're definitely oh, – uh-huh. uh-huh. They're nowhere <laughs> close to my favorite team, but they are still my second. <laughs> That's how I, I am with Michigan, it. I'll be honest. I'm a, yeah. I grew up a big Michigan fan, and when Toledo beat them in the big house in 2008, 13-10 – I had actually was in the middle of like my college auditions, college uh, interviews and things like that. And Toledo was on my radar. So um, I didn't ultimately start at Toledo. I actually transferred into Toledo um, from a a private university. But you mentioned Michigan around Toledo. Everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. And it's it's pretty cool because that history is there. They had posters of it in the glass bowl for a long time. Just showing the the pick six return. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty special moment in our, in our program's history. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I grew up a Penn state fan and, Mm -hmm. uh, so I get it. I mean, I still cheer for them. Um, but if it's Liberty versus Penn state, it's, oh yeah. It's it's Liberty Liberty all day. Yeah. Now, Jeremiah over here is also a huge Virginia Tech fan, so at one yeah, point in his right. life. I, no, I do not put that disrespect on my name. I re- I, no. no. Anyways. I grew, up, I grew up around them. I grew up in the middle of Hokie country. I despise Virginia Tech. He's still crazy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So fair enough. Hey, um, I, you I will, do you, I will, man. You do I will, you. I will vehemently. Yeah. Oh. Also, I wanted to make a comment. Um, Go ahead. Of course, about of course talking Toledo, um, the whole Ohio State Michigan rivalry didn't it technically kind of boil down to like something that occurred into in Toledo. Isn't there Toledo is, the actual? There is a yeah the the Toledo Strip. The there is the Ohio Michigan kind of war uh, right. over over this like strip of land, and it was it was it was literally a, that we call it a border dispute. I think one person died in this war. <laughs> like it was like the lamest war ever. Let's just be real honest. Um, it was like that's funny. Thirty people got injured. One person died. Um, 
And so what happened was the strip of the Toledo area was awarded to the state of Ohio and Michigan got the UP um, away from Wisconsin. So that and that's it. Like it was it was a very short lived war. too. I think it was like maybe a month. It was just it was literally the dumbest thing ever. But here we are caught in the middle of it. Okay. Fun facts. I just wanted wanted them to interject that. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) James, Jeremiah, what else do you have to add or ask about Toledo? Yeah, um, I was just going to ask, like, what what your defense has been like all year. Like, obviously, you've had some games against – and it's Ohio State, so it's expected. But, like, you you let up 77, and then you've had games against Ohio, who has a really good team, and you let up seven. Like, what's your your defensive dynamic? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, so our on the year our defense is actually the number one defense in the MAC. Oh, um, nice. The we've allowed the least amount of um, yards per game, yards per play on the year. Uh, our defense has given up 331 yards a game, um, followed by Western Michigan, who is allowing 352. So our defense has been pretty solid and. You know, in conference play, when you look at the numbers, it actually gets even better solely against conference opponent. It's actually only allowing 322 yards per game, so almost a whole 10 less per game. Um, That being said, I feel like a lot of those games, we we, we had a lot of games where we scored 50 points. Yeah. Um, With with regularity, it was... uh, the game against UMass, uh, which is our only common opponent, despite the fact that you guys played Akron this year um, yep. from the MAC. Uh, so UMass, our, our non-conference opponent, is our is our common opponent. But we had games where we beat Northern Illinois fifty-two to thirty-two, Kent State fifty-two to thirty-one, uh, UMass fifty-five to ten. In the in the central or in the Northern Illinois and Kent State game, we gave up like twenty-one fourth quarter points. So like they get, they got a lot of yardage from that. So I feel like we probably should be sub 300. But because of well, I'll just say it late defensive collapses that's not been the case. Gotcha. Um, okay. But you know, kind of looking at our common opponent. So I when I was kind of doing pulling some numbers and whatnot for tonight, um I did I did notice um our scores are fairly similar. You guys went out and whooped them on the road. Pre- oh, yeah. Pretty have pretty pretty heavily, um, and then you know I was uh, very very impressed with just I mean just collectively what you guys have did I mean they scored what fourteen points in the fourth quarter so you guys held them to ten points through I don't know three quarters and that that's impressive and after the slow start for you guys you guys just kicked it into high gear so that that was one of those things that was you know for, forgive me. Um, is it uh, Shedro Lewis? Yeah, Shedro. That's right. I yes. like Shedro Lewis a lot. <laughs> I am a fan. Um, just a very, very solid, you know, runner. Just a very solid, you know, you get the ball in his hands, he's going to do what you need him to do. Um, just based off of some of the things I've seen and whatnot. Um, but you guys have a lot of playmakers. Um on really all points of the offense and really a lot of your defense. Oh yeah. Um, I think DD Hunter was another one or yeah. day day. Yeah. Day-day. Yeah. He, 
he's our favorite. He's our favorite offensive player. Unfortunately, he did tear some ligaments in his knee, so he's so he's is he out. out for the bowl game. Yeah, okay. he is. He got hurt versus Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. unfortunate. That's uh. Yeah. 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 That's that's highly unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, you know, like you guys have a lot of a lot of guys who can really move the ball. You give them opportunities. There's your record is not indicative of what your team's talent is. I don't think, especially that three game skid there at the end. Yeah. Um, I really think you guys should probably be a 10 and two team. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where we stand too. Um, uh, day day definitely didn't help but i think with the whole you freeze rumors that's something we've talked about it definitely didn't help the team either yeah um we don't want to speculate too much but sure. um, with that being said <laughs> um uh, with that being said uh yeah i mean uh ja- is it jaquez stewart is that how you say it yeah um he reminds me a lot of shedro lewis and they're both florida yeah. boys yeah mm-hmm. there's some so he- florida boys that love coming I don't know, out of North. the state of Florida to go play uh, go play football elsewhere. They don't want to yeah. sweat all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's true. That's true. And, I mean, their options are either Florida, Florida State, UCF. I mean, I wouldn't right. want to ever go play for Miami. They don't They don't even have, like, a fan base at all. Uh, yeah. With that being said, <laughs> I'll go a quick shot either. to Miami. FAU is not bad What's either. That? FAU is not bad either. What Lane Kiffin did with them was fantastic, and they they've dropped off a little bit, but they're still a pretty good program. Yeah, Lane well, Kiffin did Tom an Herman now. job with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah and, and, now, um, you've, now you've got Tom Herman, the former um, Ohio State coordinator, um, yeah. and what Texas yep. coach wasn't he? Yeah, he was Houston mm-hmm. and then Texas. He that's did right, right. wonders at Houston. Yeah, not great at Texas. <laughs> Expectations I mean, are high he, in Texas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, let's be real. He's has a better record right now than the current Texas coach. So it's yes. true. Let's let's not get too crazy. <laughs> um, but um, let me yeah, ask with you that guys being about. Said, well, yeah. I wanted to. I oh wanted yeah, to ask no, go ahead. About, yeah. um, about your defense, um, oh, you guys yeah. are only giving up 345 uh, yards a game, uh, but it seems like your run defense is the bread and butter. Kind of oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah. So. I'll take this if y'all don't mind because I, I love the defensive line. Um, <laughs> uh, but I would talk about our linebackers that we don't have would, anymore. Yeah, true, true. But I, I think the defensive line is where the run game like starts. Like our run defense, like we are deep. Like obviously Darrell Johnson is the key. He led the nation in tackles for loss. He was top 30 in sacks. Um, like just a very disruptive, powerful player. Um great dm it's his last year like we expect him i honestly expect him to get drafted late rounds like he's a very good player um and then we've got guys like dennis osagade kendy charles Traquan smith um jay hardy bryce dixon um like we're just deep on the d line um one of our guys that played a lot is in the transfer portal so i don't think he's gonna play but like I think there's only one defensive. I think there's only one guy that's done that that got any playing time this year. Um, hmm. So our defensive line is very deep. I, I love that. I, I love the group and like going on to Kendy Charles. Like Kendy's a sophomore um, and making plays. Like Osagade is a transfer uh, senior, so this is his like one year here with the team. But like 
just like those two in the interior are two main D tackles were fantastic. Um, and then Traquan Smith, who is a junior who's been around for, it feels like forever, but he's still got another year. Um, <laughs> and just, he, he was a little hurt this year, but like when he was in, he was, he was powerful. Um, you mean Trayshawn Clark? Yeah. Trayshawn. I don't know why I'm saying Shay. I don't know why I'm saying Traquan Smith. I have no idea. But Treshawn <laughs> Clark, yes. <laughs> yeah, Treshawn was hurt this year, but he's still a solid player. Um, and I think he'll be pretty healthy for the bowl game because he's had the couple weeks to rest. Um, yeah, and then That's the beauty of bowl games. Exactly, that, exactly. Getting that, getting that chance to, all right, let's just get everybody healed up. Yeah, well, that, that's what happened last year with Darrell Johnson. Darrell Johnson missed like five or six games last year and then was healthy for the bowl game and had like two and a half sacks and three tackles for loss. And mm-hmm. he's come back and done that all year this year. Um, and then linebackers, uh, we still have a stud in Mike Smith Jr. Um, absolutely amazing. Great transfer. Um, and then the other guy that's played all year, Ahmad Walker, he is in the transfer portal. Um He's just a sophomore, but man, he he he's crucial to to the to the team. I think um, so. It's going to be a bit of a loss there, but like we we have a guy in Akil Washington who got playing time all year that'll step up into a bigger role with the team, and I think he'll fill it well. Um, but obviously, he's not a mod. Um, so and Tyron Dupree as well. Yeah, Tyron Dupree, right. who towards the end of the year got going because um, Ahmad got ejected a couple games for some targeting um, and Dupree filled that role really well. Um, so we, we, we do still have depth. It's just not as deep because I feel like the linebacker position in particular had a lot of transfer, a lot of people enter the transfer portal. So, yeah. So I, I, I think that's key. And then the, the last defense for our run defense, but they're also like huge at getting up ball up the field is Javon Scruggs and Robert Rahimi. We call them general Scruggs and rocket Rahimi. Um, Rahimi has been our, he has to give up the rocket moniker. If we win, just, I just want you to know, no, no, <laughs> but no, he, uh, like he handed the year with like how many interceptions, six or seven, um, just for a while five. there. Oh, okay. Well, for a while there, he had like a, an interception every like he had a yeah. he had an almost interception every game, and then yep. Scruggs is just he gets it, um, he gets after it, he hits hard, he comes downfield. So does Rahimi. He kind of like at the beginning of the year he had some targeting and kind of let up on like how he's hitting, but like he still he still is there. He's still trying to take your head off, um, but just smarter. Um, but Scruggs is. I think Scruggs is crucial to the run game because he knows how to get downfield fast, um, and he makes a lot of tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Um, mm. But the key with both of those guys as well is, like, if they get past our defensive line and linebackers, we don't let up big touchdown runs because they're there. Like, we've let, we've let up a ton of long runs, but I think, like, one or two long touchdowns because they keep making tackles after 30 or 40 yards instead of letting somebody get into the end zone, which I think is crucial because, I, like, while, yes, our defense gives up 345 yards, like, we let up a lot less points because we're a bend-don't-break defense. So. Okay. No, that's yeah. – I mean, yeah. and, I, and I think that that's, that's important, right, is – that's something that I feel like Toledo's really struggled with this year is we don't do a we don't do a lot of the bending, but when we do, it just it's it snaps. Um, mm. You know, we we do have the best defense in the MAC, and and I and our scores our scores kind of prove that. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we hold opponents to seven in the MAC championship, you know, Kent state scored 31, but a lot of that was garbage time. Northern yeah. Illinois scored 32. But when you pull up the box score on that, they scored 25 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Buffalo, they beat us 34 to 27. They scored 24 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it's just, you know, so defense is usually good until they're not. And then it's, mm-hmm. then it's just, then it's game over. I mean, you know, we've got guys like Dallas Gant, Deontay Johnson, uh, Max and Hook, Deshaun Johnson, who are just incredibly critical. Deshaun Johnson is a guy that offensive line coaches, they have nightmares about. He's a guy who will be playing on Sundays, and I and I would put a lot of money on that. He is he's fast. He can get he can get around the edge quickly, and he can make guys. Yeah, you know, he could chase them down and <laughs> and do some dragging down. So that's that's a guy that I expect to see kind of really step up. I don't know uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's uh, the way are we they feel. brothers? By the way. They're not. We have we've had a I jo- so I joke about this. We've had a lot of histories with guys named D Johnson on our team. Mm. Uh the current Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, yeah. Deontay Johnson, Played. was yeah. on the team with both of these guys. Oh wow. Oh. Because COVID year and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. So we had three guys on the team named D Johnson. So it's just it's you know, it's just we have a thing for, for guys named Johnson. That's cool. Yeah, you'll you'll meet our D Johnson as well, Darrell Johnson. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and that, and <laughs> they should take a, a D Johnson photo. Yeah, that'd and be that, awesome. Yeah, I was about to get into a little bit more about Darrell. Like Darrell is like how tall is Darrell? Like six seven? No, mm. six three. Oh, he's not six three. He's much taller than six. I don't know. But no, he's only he's six three. <laughs> he looks very tall on the field, um, but he's 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 like the perfect size for a. D end. He used to play safety, so he knows how to get around. Uh, he's very light on his feet, super fast, super strong, which is why he is so good at defensive mm-hmm. end. So, sure. No, I'm excited. I mean, this is this is going to be a fun bowl game. This is when I saw that we drew you guys as our opponent. I was excited. Um, <laughs> I know that this is what our third time playing you guys, all time. Um. 2018, I believe they we played y'all. Right, yeah. wasn't it? But I think I'm I'm thinking like all time, all time history. Um, I'm looking into it. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I know three it's not a lot. It was three, and y'all have won all three so far. All right, yeah. So and we played them all. Well, in Toledo, ironically, yeah. um, and it looks like we we played you guys. All when you were FCS or one double A, so um, nineteen ninety four, uh, two thousand three, and then two thousand seven. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I you know I'm excited for this game. I I, I love what you guys have done program wise, as you've made that transition to FBS. There's there's some great talent there. There's a lot of you know guys who have come out of there, and have gone on to do some really cool things so i'm really really pumped for this bowl game yeah yeah same jeremiah um real quick tell them about our offense since you're i mean your offensive mvp was jb so tell them about jb tell them about our wide receivers running backs <laughs> well run a couple of running backs now we're only down to two so 
man, you're going to let me, the guy who like can't speak all that well, do all this? Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, well, you haven't okay. spoke very much, so I wanted to yeah. give you no, a participation yeah. trophy. I was going to interject earlier and make a Rocket versus Rocket joke. Um, I, had oh, tweeted wow. out, I had tweeted out a poll earlier this week. Um, it might have been yesterday, the day before. Yeah, it was um, yesterday. And I, and I was asking uh, Flames fans, I was like, how are we feeling about the game, uh, the bowl game? And uh, the first one was, I feel great. And then the second one was, I'm rooting for the wrong rocket. And then I tagged, tagged Rocket Rahimi in it. That's amazing. So That's I wanted amazing. to make that joke. Um, so offense, yeah. So we've had a lot of injuries, as we've are also, excuse me, already discussed. Um, mostly a quarterback. Um, you know, our quote starting quarterback went down like two drives into into the season at um, Southern yep. Miss. Uh, and then we had Caden Salter come, come in, and he's a very, you know, he's Malik Willis-esque or uh, – sorry, Finn. I brought him your quarterback. Thank, Finn. You. Thank you, Finn. Um, he's very Finn-esque. Um, you know, he's got a dart for an arm, and he's got some legs to uh, run around and get some points that way, get some yards that way. Um, and then we've had Jonathan Bennett come in, who's, you know, quote-unquote third string. And then we've also seen a little bit of Hampton, but – we haven't seen a whole lot of him, so hmm. won't touch on him too much. But um, we had Salter who went out and um, he had a non-football-related surgery, so he was out for some time. So Jonathan Bennett came in and, you know, our superlatives, I don't know if you've seen those, um, our, our superlatives, I put him as the offensive MVP, MVP, one, because these jokers already took, you know, my first choice. But let's think about it. Jonathan Bennett comes in. And to a huge role at quarterback, and we're playing some of our biggest games. We're playing Arkansas at Arkansas. Comes in, he beats Arkansas. Get our, we get our first SEC dub, hmm. and you know leads us to you know a, a good season. Um, so there's that. So you know, say what you want to say about him, but I love JB. I think he's a great person off the field i think he's a great quarterback i think he if he gets to start i think he'll do well in this game against you guys um moving on of course running backs we've got we had day day who was lighting it up no pun intended um but lighting it up um i think he was what at 850 some yards or something yeah going into arkansas he was averaging over 100 a game yeah he was going off um he's transferred from hawaii um, he's been a great, great asset to this team. Um, and of course you mentioned Shedro. Shedro's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete. Um, he had a huge kick return, um, against, was it Tech? Yep. Virginia yep. Tech? Yep. Yeah. He had a big kick return against Tech. Um, he's been a big asset to this team as well. Um, and then of course, let's see, let's move into receivers. Uh, first and foremost, um, Demario Douglas, um, you know, day one, dude comes in, he's just lighting it up, going off, um, phenomenal athlete, um, good dude off the field too. I've been able to talk to him. He's just a really cool guy. Um, but I mean, he's just a phenomenal athlete, um, gets in the end zone, makes his, makes big plays, um, able to, you know, moss a bunch of guys, you name it, he does it. Um, we've got, you know, CJ Yarbrough, who he took a year off, um, last year to pursue, um, ROTC, 
um, and came back this year. Um, he had a pretty good season this year, but even before he was, did our ROTC, he was just going crazy. He was, you know, another great athlete. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have Noah, Noah Frith, who is a big body. Um, he can go up and get balls and then get over guys and just make plays. He's made some great plays for us this season. Um, another great athlete. Um, most improved uh, position on our offense is our offensive line. Um, last season, obviously, we had, you know, a fair amount of struggles, just to say the least. Fair amount of struggles. Just want to say it. Just want to leave it at that. Um, we got a new coach. Um, Coach Klanakis, K, comes in and we get some good transfers. We got um, Xavier Gadlin from uh, Tulsa and we got uh, Cam Reddy from Colorado. Um, you know, those guys came in, they started starting. Uh, and then, you know, we have the veteran, uh, Brendan Schlittler, um, great guy. Um, love those guys. Um, and they just came together as a unit and huge improvement from last season. These guys have been protecting guys, uh, protecting our quarterbacks well. Uh, they're uh, creating those uh, holes for a running backs to run through. So, yeah, um, big improvements. But obviously, you know, we've had our ups and downs with the injuries. So, I mean, that's played a, played a role in, you yeah. know, in the roller coaster of, you know, we're doing great this game. Oh, we're not doing so great this game. We're doing okay this game. We're doing terrible this game, you know, whatever you, whatever you see. So, sure. Yeah, our defense has had to save our butts all year, um, and good job, Jeremiah. Um, I usually will take over I mean, a lot of the offensive stuff. Um, Jeremiah is more of like a hype man most of the time in our podcast because he only has like an, his hour block of free time, so he comes on and adds any quips and stuff. That's why I wanted you to, um, I don't know, just continue to get better at that. I'm proud of you, man. Your, your growth, dude, this year has been incredible. So, <laughs> yeah. if anything, we should be putting the Fan the Flames football podcast most improved player to Jeremiah Flincham. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, Thank you. Thank you. He yeah. gets my <laughs> most improved award. I want to say one more thing about Noah Frith. Um, Noah Frith like, doesn't have a ton of catches, but his yards are up there. And his touchdowns because he's our deep ball threat. Yep. Um, he has been fantastic on the deep ball this year, which I have loved to see because in previous years, his hands have been bricks, and this year they're not, and I love it. All right, real quick. Alex, give us two players to watch for on offense that isn't Finn, and then two players on defense, and then your keys to the game. Uh, offensively, you've got to keep your eyes on Demir Blankemsey. Um, he's kind of our second, um, wide receiver, our wide receiver too, if you will. But this is a kid who can just make plays. He can catch the ball in traffic. He can, he can dart dash and make you look silly if you don't play him right. Um, so I would, I would watch out for him. And then our tight end, Jamal Turner, dude has like 10 touchdowns this year. Um, so I, you know, yeah, so I, I, I and I want and I'm I'm actually gonna double check that now, but I believe it's, it's nine or ten touchdowns. Um, he's just been absolutely excellent at what he does and how he can take advantage of any opportunities he's be, he's being given. Um, he's just one of those guys who goes out there, works his butt off um, to to make plays, and and he does it does it well. He has eight touchdowns on 26 catches for 325 yards. 
So, yeah, I mean, he's right up there. He He's second on the team in touchdowns uh, behind Jawan Newton, who has nine touchdowns. Yeah. Watch wow. out for both of those guys. They're both, I mean, they're both great playmakers, guys that you really have to watch out for. Defensively, I'm just going to say the name again, Dallas Gantt, 112 tackles on the year. He has 50 solo, <laughs> uh, 63 or 62, uh, you know, split tackles. This is a kid who transferred in from Ohio State. He's from the Toledo area originally, um, and he's got – one more year of eligibility left after this season. So our defense is good. And it's it's only going to continue to get better. So Dallas Gantt is definitely a guy you should watch for. And then Quinion Mitchell, don't throw to him. He was named third-team All-American this year. And he had a game where he had four picks in a game, two of them for touchdowns. Wow. Um, Wow, yeah. This is a kid who he has. he's great with pass breakups. He, again, Five interceptions, uh, past, past, def- uh, PDs. He had 19 PDs. Uh, he leads the country in that. Um, wow. So it's, yeah, I mean, this is a kid who is not going to, you're going to have to throw it perfectly to get it, to get it past him. He's a sophomore. He's a six foot sophomore who can, he can come out and play another Florida native. Um, but number 27, Quinion Mitchell absolute playmaker um as a corner um and i'm just going to throw out another name his roommate max and hook plays safety and okay. they love to go back and forth with each other about different things his max and hook's dad and i actually uh will see each other at tailgates and we'll just talk about different things but uh that's all awesome. he says that, yeah, that, that is. max that uh the game or the night before quinion had four interception max and was like hey uh you're gonna pick the ball off this year and then he goes out and has four picks in a game. Wow. Um, so, oh. yeah. So, th- you know, they, they bust each other, bust on each other a little bit, and it's they're a lot of fun. Keys to the game, Toledo needs to do what they did in the MAC championship. They need to come out. They need to play, play tough possessions early. They need to lock it in on defense and not give up mistakes. In years past, Toledo has been – Great, but penalties have always, always, always been an issue. They cleared that up this year, thankfully, but penalties still in the MAC championship reared their ugly head. I think Toledo had something like nine penalties in that game. Wow. Um, We're going to pull that up really quick here. But, uh, yeah, Toledo had 11 penalties for 79 yards. Wow. Compared to Ohio's two for 30. So if Toledo can control – the time of possession and they can limit penalties. I think this is a game Toledo can do really well at, you know, I know you guys have a phenomenal run defense. Ohio had the best run defense in the conference going into this Mac championship game last week. They were, they were giving up 131 yards a game. Toledo ran on them for 236. Stewart killed it though. Right. Yeah, Stewart had yeah. a big touchdown. Uh, Daquan Finn moved the ball with his legs. Toledo yeah. is a running back by committee kind of room. They've got Penny Boone, Jaquez Stewart, um, and then um, Micah Kelly. So the ball the ball gets shuffled between the three or four of them. 
just to keep the legs fresh. So if Toledo can establish a run game, limit penalties, and play defense all four quarters, I think Toledo wins. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Um, that will be everything. Uh, Alex, thanks for coming on. Uh, we Thank really you appreciate your time. And uh, just before you leave, shout out your podcast, where we can find you on Twitter, YouTube, all, all the things. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, uh, I run SSN underscore Toledo for our, the Sideline Sports Network. Um, you guys can find me there for all my Toledo content. Uh, for all of our Mac and Mid-American Conference content, you can follow me over at College Sport Pod. Um, CSC Podcast was taken when we tried to use that for our name, but we're the College Sports <laughs> Connection Podcast. You guys can find us over there. Um Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time again to have me on. Um, looking forward to an excellent game next week. Uh, good luck to you guys, and uh, go Rockets. Yeah. Thanks again for uh, you coming on, Alex, and Jeremiah, James. Always great to have you. See you guys in the weekly weekly thing. Um, again, big game, Boca Raton Bowl against the Toledo Rockets. December 20th on ESPN. I believe it's at 7.30 if I yes, remember right. It is, it is. Okay. Perfect. Cool. And I know that there's some people going down. Look forward to watching the game from home in warm and sunny Buffalo, New York. Not Boca Raton. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, fan the flames. Uh, go flames and God bless. Have a good night, guys. Thanks again for listening.